Broadcasting from the heart of commie-controlled America, the no-bullshit bear of doom and gloom, opium-free broadcast, the most important hour of your day. Boom! Hello! Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. My name is Josh. I just scared the shit out of Vince. That is Vince Tagliavia <laughs> over there. This is the Red Pill Project's Daily Dose. With you 30 minutes late today because I host the American Media Periscope Town Hall Q&A um, on the last Wednesday of the month. So you guys know about that. That's just a one day a month, so I apologize about that. Sorry for the wait in the delay. And tonight we're talking about zero hour. Zero hour is an important concept or an idea. Um, means something's going to happen. And, and I think we are at this moment where we can all understand that the, the rhetoric, the propaganda, um, the indications, the clues, the hints, everything that we're seeing is building up to something massive, something massive that is about to happen globally. Um, we have the rhetoric of global nuclear war. We have the rhetoric of you know global financial collapse. We have China, Taiwan, Iran, Israel, Russia, Ukraine, Russia, U.S. proxy. We have 28 biolabs. We have deadly killer viruses being created in the United States at University of Massachusetts in Bethesda, Maryland. We have Chinese infiltration of our educational centers all over again. We have them buying up land next to U.S. military bases. We have the entire United States military that's almost in there right now on active duty, vaccinated with double, triple jabs and boosters. We have people dying everywhere and anywhere from the vaccine adverse reactions, including these rare symptoms that are coming about of people doing spin hallucinations and dying and seizing. Shit's happening. What else? <laughs> I, I can go on if you want me to. <laughs> no, I know you can. Holy smokes, I think you're spot on. This is, uh, we're living in a historical moment. We are. And and for people, you know, want to go out there and think, I just had this discussion on the uh, the, the Zoom. Mm-hmm. But people want to go out there and talk about, you know, we're losing this battle. I, I got some news for you. We're absolutely not losing this battle. This is a battle, period. This is a war, period. And there's casualties in war. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we look at this, I, I'm going to be honest. Mm-hmm. And you guys who have followed me for a long time know I probably never said that before, except for this last few weeks, is that the cabal the Western New World Order, the globalists, have their backs against the wall. Absolutely, 100%. Their backs are against the wall. And the reason I say that is because look how desperate they're getting to regain control of the narrative. CNN is Mm -hmm. absolutely failing. Okay? Mainstream media is dead. We were talking about that town hall the other night in Pennsylvania. With just regular middle class oh, yeah. Americans. And they're just basically, no, that, that's not what happened. How informed were they? They were incredibly informed about what happened on January 6th. Why? Because they're getting their information from mainstream, not from mainstream media, but from the alternative media, from shows like this who are out there interviewing the people who are there, talking to people who really experienced what happened, who are not giving them a load of propaganda and, you know, Orwellian nightmare shit. We're talking about the truth, not only the truth of what happened, we're talking about the truth of what can be. And that's the beautiful thing. And that brings us to zero hour. Now, zero hour can last weeks, months, years, I don't know. But we are at that point right now where the potential for global change is going to occur. Now, did you happen to catch that uh, that Glenn Beck 
post that I posted on my social media. It was 12 minutes long. No, I didn't watch that. So this was this was sent to me by um, a, a couple on the social red pill. Yeah. And I appreciate them so much for sending this over to me. Um, but it was Glenn Beck covering uh, Stacey Abrams talking about how inflation is directly related mm-hmm. to abortion. And Glenn's like, well, you know what? So what I did is I went out to Google and I searched abortion and inflation. And sure enough, there it was. And there's a 1965 memo from Planned Parenthood on the social policy changes that would need to be made in order to reduce the population. You're talking about, you know, Margaret Sanger, Eugenicist and so forth. And they start talking about everything that the Democrats have implemented since that point in time, the current date. Now, inflation and abortion and, uh, you know, uh, you have contraceptives in the water, you know, reducing the population as much as possible, um, you know, taking control of the children in the schools and reeducating them, uh, you know, climate change agenda, all this stuff. It's worth the watch. It's well worth it. Wow. That's incredible. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it's it's like 12 minutes long, but there's an article that goes along with it. I'll have to check it out. Uh, Forgive me. I don't have the news pulled up, but uh, we're going to just kind of go with it as we go. Uh, For anybody that didn't know is uh, Donald Trump is going to be in Sioux City, City, Iowa. What's the date? Is he going to be there? 11-3. 11-3. Why do you ask? Well, you know, that's interesting because (laughs) this is five days before the midterm elections. Okay. 11-3, Sioux City, Iowa. Okay. And Donald Trump is going to be giving a speech. And, and Scavino obviously went ahead and put this out there, right there, 11-3-22, Sioux City, Iowa. Um, he put it out at, I believe this time frame would be 345-521. We'll look at post-521 in here in a second. But it, what's interesting, well, if you look at it my time frame, but uh, post-34, which is Q Clearance Patriot, my fellow Americans, over the course of the next several days, you'll undoubtedly realize that we're taking back our great country, the land of the free, from the evil tyrants that wish to do us harm and destroy the last remaining refuge for shining light. On POTUS order, we have initiated certain fail-safes that shall safeguard the public from the primary fallout, which is slated to occur in 11-3 upon the arrest announcement of blah, 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 blah. Uh, we could be coming up to this point. I'm just saying, we potentially could be coming to this point right now. Um there's a lot of things happening in this world, Vince. What, what are your thoughts, Vince, of what's happening? Totally all-encompassing. I think we're going to see unrest. I think we're going to see massive change and huge moves made on both sides. Mm-hmm. And um, the end result, I'm just hoping, tips towards what's right. Cool. Now, I said 521 yeah. was the time that he posted that, right? Yes. 13th of January, 2018. We are fighting for life. We are fighting for good. We are at war. Not everything will be clean. Scare necessary, scare necessary event. Do you trust the U.S. military? Do you trust the chain of command? Have faith. We are in control. Patriots, Patriot Day, have faith. You were chosen for a reason. You're being provided the highest level intel to be, ever be dropped publicly in the history of the world. Use it. Protect and comfort those around you. Where we go one, we go one. Interesting. Um, and the timing of where we're at right now and the flow of information, how it's been so constrained, mm-hmm. uh, I think we're seeing things that are in our favor. Absolutely. 
in the news cycle. So I'm I'm kind of getting excited, man. And uh, I might have to bring some popcorn to the shows from now on <laughs> well, to, to the studio. Yep. You know, it, there's uh, I, I, I'm not going to get popcorn. I'm not going to put my feet up and expect this to be a movie. But what I'm going to tell you is I'm going to get my family prepared. I'm going to get the Red yes. Hill Project prepared. I'm going to get everybody prepared mentally, physically, and emotionally for what is about to occur. Now, here's the thing: is uh, we were just on this uh, this town hall meeting, and one of the gentlemen there was talking about, you know, Q said that our families would be safe, but that's not the case. You know, people are dying. We are at war. There's casualties in war. We've all, everybody here has lost somebody from COVID or the vaccine or whatever it might have been. Everybody here has yeah. lost somebody. And so when we look at what's happening, we have to understand that there's going to come a moment in this country where humanity will come to the precipice, where there will be so many people awake to what's occurring that in one night, they just give up and there's nothing else left for them to do. I, I, I feel that that could happen. Now, I'm not going to lie. I've been having some dreams. And I'm not mm. prophetic, prophetic. I'm not a prophet or anything like that. But I've been having dreams. Like, this stuff is real. And last night, I had the dream of a massive mushroom cloud. Oh, and I hate you know, those. Like, oh, my God. And I said, oh, my God, they took out NORAD. And I'm <laughs> right. Oh. Get in the car. Let's go. And I've had a few of these dreams over the last few months. Me, too. I had one probably six months ago. Yep. And so I've said it before. They will not give up power. They can't. They will scorch this earth before they ever do. With that being said, everybody needs to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Because, you know, you know what my biggest concern is? And this is one thing that kind of bothers me. Is guess. how come more people within the mainstream, close to Trump, Trump himself, mm -hmm. Just don't come out and say how it is. Just don't come out and say, you know, hey, globalists are bad. They want a new world order. and We're not going to let that to happen. And, and you know what? You need to fight against globalism because it's communism in disguise. And it's already infiltrated our government and our, our society and our social structures. You know, hmm. why isn't anybody, anybody from the mainstream that says that, you know what happens? They're, they're immediately rejected. But if Donald Trump came out and started talking like that, people would listen. People would wake up. People would push back and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not on board with this shit. Yeah. And see, that's the thing is it, it bothers me that it, it, nothing against these people like Trump, Scavino, Don Jr., you know, yeah. that, that they don't speak their mind more, but they're you know, more socially adept. They're, they're more socially um, watching what they say because they don't want smear pieces produced on them. Yeah, and I think they probably have considered that, I would like to imagine, and I think they probably look at the pros and cons about everything mm -hmm. they're doing and making the choices appropriately, I would hope. And maybe one day they will come out and flat out say it. Well, I hope so. You know, Jack uh, um, Pazabiak, uh on Twitter, he, he's finally, he's there. He, he's seeing the light. And, you know, a few years ago when I was basically calling him a shill on Twitter and he blocked me, um, he, he was kind of like a regular conservative, just completely clueless. Now, you know, he, he used to come out against the whole Q thing. Mm -hmm. And did you see his barrage of tweets today on no. Twitter? No. Let me pull him up. No kidding. 
I think it was on Twitter. It was either on Twitter or Truth Social. I think he. I think it's on. Uh... What does Poso have to say today? Poso. He did a whole bunch of. Uh... Maybe it was on True Social. Pretty sure it was Poso. Of course, I'm not going to be able to find it right now. Six hours ago, 11 hours ago. I'll pull truth up. There it is. I got him. Very nice. This is Poso. That's Keck. In my hands, I hate the beach, but I stand in California with my toes in the sand. Use the sleeves of my sweater, let's have an adventure. Head in the clouds, but my gravity centered. Touch my neck, and I'll touch yours. You and those little high waisted shorts. So, this is Paso. Oh, he posted Paso. multiple videos. Oh, yeah, he posted two of them. Now, we're having more and more people in the mainstream come out with Q. And that's quite interesting. I think as time progresses and they start seeing the relationship with Donald Trump and Donald Trump being more um, social with it, they're coming out. Now, Pazabek came in out and, and putting Pepe on there, CAC, right? Um, it's not necessarily a direct relation, but it is. And in, in at least in our our movement today, that's exactly what that is. And he knows uh, that. And he knows that. He was very, very against Q for a long time. So I find that really interesting. But there are people that are waking up and, and going to the mainstream. I mean, look at uh, uh, who else have we got? We got Laura Logan. Oh. Laura Logan is absolutely 100% on board with it all. Uh, but people are coming out now. So What's interesting about that is that I'm waiting for it to go completely mainstream to where it comes out and says, yeah, it was real. And it still is real. And this is what it was. Because when that happens, I think the whole world's going to go, holy shit. I think it is happening. We, we see it. Um, yep. Ice Cube came out. I don't know if you saw this. And he basically said black Americans haven't Gained much after voting Democrat for decades. Mm -hmm. It's Ice Cube. People are going to hear these people. No, look at look at Ye. Mm -hmm. Yay, or whatever the hell you want to call him. Kanye. Kanye, yeah. Yep. Well, how about this one? This is Paul Sperry. Developing a well-respected doyen of the Washington press corps is set to expose his brethren's complicity in the Russiagate hoax in a hard-hitting 25,000-word Insider account of big media collusion with the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, Christopher Steele, the FBI, and falsely framing Donald Trump as a Kremlin collaborator. Big name veterans from the New York Times, Washington Post, ABC News, among other premier outlets are said to be targets of investigation in this expose. The in-depth piece, which I'm told will rock the media establishment with major new revelations already causing angst amongst top journals, should hit soon. Details to follow. Oh my, that sounds, that sounds massive. 
right yeah. before the midterm elections. What this Ooh. shows is that the media, the mainstream media, was on the payroll of the DNC to produce and to perpetuate, to, to disseminate the propaganda directly from the DNC of the false information dug up by the Steele dossier to release information secretly from the FBI through secret sources, which was absolutely falsified. Okay? Yeah. This is like sedition. This is treason. This is a violation of the First Amendment. Okay? This is huge. Huge. I wish I had Donald Trump's huge. <laughs> it is. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then you're getting things like this. People are being confronted, right? This is the mainstream media. This is uh, the president's son. Sure, still this is a very simple question, but it's an enduring point of uncertainty. Um, does the president's son still co-own a company with China's government? And if not, can you provide some basic transparency about who bought that stake and how much money? I don't have anything for you on your second question. I don't have anything for you on your question. You know, what's interesting about him not having anything on it about the question is, why is this even allowed to happen? Why isn't there investigation after investigation into this? Yeah, people should be like, wait, hold on. What did you just ask? Yeah. People in the world is, you know, if anybody out there in the Democrat Party, Democratic Party, feels that it's okay for Hunter Biden to own a company that is profiting off of China, okay, at the same time with everything that's happening in the world, you're nuts. Absolutely nuts. And if you don't know about it and you think it's a conspiracy theory, like I, I, I sent some pictures to somebody the other day that I was arguing mm -hmm. with on Facebook with the Azov Italians. Okay. With the Nazi flags, and they're like, those are fake pictures. Oh. I'm like, really? Where do, where, why do you say that? I saw them. There was a... a uh, a, a fact checker came out and said those were fake pictures. I said, go throw them into the Photoshop uh, tester and see if they're Photoshop. So I've been uh, hammering on Hillary Clinton all day. For anybody that doesn't know, this is Hillary Clinton's birthday today. Um, yeah. Cam D uh, Tom D'Angora says, uh, happy 75th birthday, Hillary Clinton. Thank you for being born. And I came out and said, I'm sure there's some children out there that would disagree. Oh. Oh, it gets better. It, it, it gets a lot better. Um, the Democrats came out and said, happy birthday, Hillary Clinton. I said, I hope she doesn't celebrate by wearing another nine-year-old girl's face again. Oh, shoot. Well, you, you know, just deep cuts. Yeah, deep, deep, deep good, good job. I like, <laughs> I like that, deep cuts. Oh, um, no. I don't know if anybody no. saw this, but uh, yay, let's clap for a titty avatar costume that is indoctrinating our kids in school. What, what in the world? You know, it's funny too because you look at this kid's eyes, and he's not like, "Look at those titties." No. She's cute. He's like, "Look at those titties. I'm hungry." I mean, that's how oh young God. these kids are. Yeah, he's just—he uh, was a baby not long before mm -hmm. that, or he's yeah, it's a little kid. That's what disturbing. The hell? I'm getting some baby cake vibes over here. Um, so, in other news, right here. Elon doesn't meet these demands. There's going to be real risk of many employees quitting. Some estimate and say up to 75% of them. 
and their demands are nothing but liberal jargon. We, the workers at Twitter, will not be intimidated. We recommit to supporting the communities, organizations, and businesses who rely on Twitter. We will not stop serving the public conversation. We call on Twitter management and Elon Musk to seize these negligent layoff threats as workers. We deserve concrete commitments so we can continue to preserve the integrity of our platform. We demand of current and future leadership respect. We demand leadership to respect the platform and the workers who respect uh, who maintain it by committing to preserving the current headcount. Uh, safety. We demand that leadership does not discriminate against workers on the basis of their race, gender, disability, sexual orientation, or political beliefs. We also demand safety of workers on visas who will be forced to leave the country. Um, they work in if they are laid off. Like I guess all those Chinese employees that are on visas over here are working for Twitter. Mm -hmm. protection we demand elon musk explicitly commit to preserve our benefits both uh those both listed in the merger agreement and not remote work we demand leadership to establish and ensure fair severance policy for all workers before and after any change in ownership dignity we demand transparent prompt and thoughtful communication around our working conditions we demand to be treated with dignity and not to be treated as mere pawns in a game played by billionaires sincerely twitter workers now this has the uh the writings of someone who's very very socialist written all over it um let me explain something out there i hope that by the way i put that here i hope that elon musk responds by i'm sure elon musk will have something pretty epic to say about this maybe i'm running a business not a social club at your college we will do what needs to be done to make this prop company profitable and beneficial to all its users sounds about right now here's the thing about their list of demands you're in the free market capitalism the beautiful thing about this country and capitalism is that you can choose where you want to work now in exchange for getting to choose what you want to do for a living Okay, the employer has the right to choose who the fuck works for them. It's a beautiful trade-off. It's mutually beneficial. Okay, and when a company is not making money, because that's the purpose of a company is to drive profit. Yeah, right? they're obligated to make. They're money. They're obligated for their shareholders to make money. Then you have to do cutbacks. Now, typically, what you find with these liberal-ran corporations and companies that don't make profits and basically live off of the tax credits and discounts that they get from the federal government through various subsidies because they're basically running propaganda campaigns for them, um, is that they will overload their front end with employees to show, Joe Biden created 3 million new jobs at Twitter today. And you just got people sitting over there. You remember that day at LinkedIn? Did you ever watch that video of the, oh. day, on, the day at LinkedIn? The day, we the day have for one, working dude. for LinkedIn? We have one of Twitter, a Twitter employee. Okay, but we've seen this video all out there of the girl who worked for LinkedIn and talked about her day. Like, I get up yes. at 930, I go get my coca mocha <laughs> frappa latte. We um, have the clip. We have the clip. <laughs> yeah, I stroll in the work and I immediately say hello to everybody for about 15 it's... minutes. I sit down at my desk, I log into my computer, I start checking my email, and I get a little tired from the work I'm doing. So I go out and I take a break in the amusement area where I play pool for three fucking hours <laughs> during the workday and play board games. And I get on the computer and I look at my phone and check my text messages. Then we go out to lunch and we have a few drinks down the road. And the lunch usually ends about 3 p.m. And then we go back to work and I work for another two hours. So really, really hard work, you know, checking emails. And then we go out for dinner and drinks until 9 p.m. And oh, I'm exhausted. Fuck you. That's all I have to say to that shit. 
And so this is the mentality. We demand you do this. We demand you be that way. How about Elon Musk demand you get the fuck out of this business? Get that <laughs> off my property. Hey, the people that are left there are going to have, they're going to be accommodated just fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this. I love this. This whole Elon situation is absolutely entertaining. We all, dude, Fetterman is not well. Did you oh, see no. any of this? Yeah, yeah, most of it. Let Let's look at listen to Joe Biden Jr. Everybody, here's Joe Biden Jr. Now we we all have to make sure that everyone that works is able to. That's that's the most American bargain. That if you work full time, you should be able to live in dignity as well. True, and I believe they haven't have any businesses being being. Uh, you can't have businesses being subsidized by not paying ind uh, individuals that just simply can't have to to pay their own way. Now, <laughs> dude. What? Nonsense. <laughs> you know what I said about this? What? I said the color blue took a walk outside and paid for the chocolate <laughs> with hairy legs and a spatula, which gave the shoe something to talk about. Yeah, pretty much, man. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you just got three votes and right. a million fake votes. <laughs> so it's funny, too, because liberals are out there posting Fetterman rocked it last night. And, and there's like yeah. showing the post of him. and He's making no sense whatsoever. Well, the only way they could make this positive is the, the view and everybody's coming out and saying, and they're like, yeah. he's so brave for having these medical emergencies and then going out and running. He just shows everybody that gets knocked down that they need to get back up. He's yeah. just a role model. It's such a wonderful thing. It's like, and I said, you we, mean everybody who stumbles over their words and makes complete, <laughs> no logical sense whatsoever. That's what he's showing. <laughs> well, but you know what? I didn't like Oz, but I like yeah. Oz a lot more. After watching that shit, okay, yeah. but let's let's listen to another one. This is uh, this is Oz. Oz, I've been trying to talk about policy issues with the people of Pennsylvania as a doctor. I listen to their ideas and I want to talk about them. When John Fetterman brings up houses, the irony is he didn't pay for his own house; he got it for a dollar from his sister, and he hasn't been able to, to earn a living on his own. He's lived off his parents, so it, it, it doesn't. It's not a topic that we should be debating on the stage. We should be talking about crime and inflation, the issues that are hurting Pennsylvanians that they're talking about at their kitchen table. Uh, it, it, uh, that's like he, uh, he got his. Pennsylvania right, House from his own inlays from a, a dollar. Mr. That's Fetterman, typical. we have to... <laughs> That's typical. He got it from his own inlays for a dollar. That's typical. What? <laughs> what the fuck did he just say? Ridiculous. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's good to have comedic relief during this time, right? Uh, this one, This is one I wanted to show, and we talked about this the other day. Could it be any more obvious? This is the World Economic Forum. Well, actually, this is a parody account. Sorry, my bad. <laughs> I thought it was actually the real one, but it's, it's just... Uh, but it says we always get our man in the end. And they're right. They always get their man in the end. Uh, let's scroll up here. Man, I didn't realize that was a parody account. This was a good one. BlackRock headquarters in New York City was stormed by climate activists. This is wow. good. I'm, you know what? I'm finally glad that they're targeting... The real criminals. Yeah, that's a interesting. They need to Oops. go to they need to go to Merck and, and Pfizer and they need to go to Monsanto's next. Yeah, they're like, oh no, the radicals are learning the truth. Yeah. 
I got a lot more on here. Uh, oh, this is this is one of the ones that pissed me off the most. Okay, this is Hillary Clinton talking about Oz. Listen to what Oz has to say, and then I want we're gonna we're gonna describe this for you. I want women, doctors, local oh, political shit. leaders, letting the democracy Sorry. that's always allowed our nation. I want women, doctors, local political leaders, letting the democracy that's always allowed our nation to thrive, to put the best ideas forward so states can decide for themselves. Okay, everybody heard what he said. Now listen to how Hillary Clinton and the left absolutely misconstrues this. Every voter should see this clip of Mehmet Oz the Republican candidate for Senate in Pennsylvania, claiming that abortion should be the decision between women doctors and local political leaders. That's not what they fucking just said. That, that is not what he said at all. He said the ideas pertaining to the law should be the decision brought to the table and discussed between women, doctors, and local political leaders. But here's the thing. what what If the federal government was in charge, then does she think that the decision should be between women doctors and federal political leaders? Right? Like, that's what I said. This logic here is atrocious. Vincent, they have you, to lie. Oh, there you go. They have to lie for him and say what he said for the people that didn't watch in order for them to stay brainwashed and dumb enough to vote for him. Right. And, and guys, on my Twitter right here, um, this is the sick and evil we are dealing with. Glenn Beck, 12-minute uh, video, worth your time's right there. The Glenn Beck audio, uh, article right there. And then the actual Planned Parenthood memo is right here from March 11th, 1969. Sorry. Um, but this memorandum is a responsive to your letter from January 24, seeking ideas on necessary and useful activities relative, relevant to formation of population policy defined as legislative men measures administrative programs and other governmental actions that are designed to alter population trends that actually do alter them. Uh, my observation will be limited to the United States and the activities which might shed light on the necessity for desirability of, and in some cases, the potential hazards of the development of explicit governmental population policy or policies in the United States. Now, this is Center for Family Planning Program Development, okay, Planned Parenthood, to Bernard Berelson, um, this is the Technical Assistance Division of Planned Parenthood World Population to a Democrat senator. Okay? What this says here, that continued U.S. population growth will, uh, will inevitably cause a deterioration in the quality of life of this and future generations. This can be described as an ecological position. That an explicit U.S. policy to encourage or compel smaller family size in the U.S., is necessary to enable our government effectively to encourage or compel developing nations to move in similar directions. This may be termed the international public relations position. A variant of this position is that the U.S., with some 6% of the world's population, already uses more than half the world's non-renewable resources, and that population growth here thus affects not only the um, totality of American life, but the opportunity of the developing countries even to attempt to improve their living standards. The debate thus far in government among conservative organiza conservation organizations in the demographic field within Planned Parenthood has, with only a few notable exceptions, virtually ignored current actual U.S. fertility behavior and its implication for public policies and programming. It has not seriously grappled with public policies in other areas which may influence the realization of fertility preferences, nor with predictable political consequences of a major effort to adopt and enforce the anti 
um, nationalist U.S. population or the anti-natalist U.S. population policy. Nor is it viewed the population policy as an element, but only one of a larger field of social planning. Um, this goes on and is pretty, pretty bad. The uses and limits of contraceptive society. The U.S. has achieved near universal practice of some form of fertility control, um, including ineffective methods. The argument for the U.S. population policy rests on the express preference of U.S. couples for the average ideal of three plus children will result in the rate of growth. Um, it goes on to talk about that. The following work would appear indicated a definite study of the number of unwanted births in the United States, a definite study of the number of illegal abortions, utilizing abortion as a political weapon to basically push more depopulation. And they even go in here to talk about the interesting thing is that they're going to utilize these tactics specifically on poverty-stricken and minority communities. Yeah. Now, how many black babies have been aborted since 1969? So many. Millions. Millions. I think millions. it's about 60 million. Yeah. Yeah. There you and go. And the, the biggest thing about this, and I think a, a lot of people don't realize, is that overpopulation is a myth. And I strongly believe that. Mm -hmm. And uh, this whole genocide thing and, oh, people need to die. And there's scientists, alleged scientists, just saying, oh, yeah, you know, people need to die in order for the future to be good. Baloney, baloney. Uh, <laughs> I just don't believe it for one second. Yep. Now, now, someone on the platform also sent me this, and I found that this was incredibly interesting. Mm. Uh, this is uh, on the Supreme Court docket. Okay. Supreme mm -hmm. Court of the United States of America, Randlin Brunson petitioner versus Alma Adams at all respondents. The petition for uh, writ of uh, certiorari. For the United States a Court of Appeals for the Tenth Circuit, petition of writ to Satorari. And so the writ has been published on October 20th, 2022. Mm -hmm. Response is due by November 23rd. This is whether the Supreme Court is going to take this. It is on the docket for consideration. Okay. Now, what is it? They are... So... A serious conflict exists between the uh, so they're talking about the lower courts. Okay, the case uncovers a serious national security breach that is unique and is of first impression. And due to the serious nature of this case, it involves a possible removal of a sitting president and vice president of the United States, along with members of the United States Congress, while deeming them unfit for ever holding office under federal, state, county, and local governments found within the United States of America. And at that same time, the trial court also has the authority to be validated by this court to authorize the swearing in of the legal and rightful heirs for president and vice president of the United States. In addition, there are two doctrines that can conflict with each other found in this case affecting every court in this country. The doctrines are known as the doctrine of equitable maximum and the doctrine of object principle of justice. Equitable maximum created by this court, which is the lower court used to dismiss this case, sets in direction violations of the object principle of justice, also partially created by the, this court and supported by other appeals courts and constitutional provisions. So basically, yeah, you're going to have to explain that like I'm John Fetterman. Okay. They are suing Joe Biden. Mm. Kamala, yeah. they're basically suing the entire Democrat and some people in the Republican Party because of the events that happened between November 3rd, 2020, the January 20th, 2021. Mm. Yeah. And they uh, have presented evidence. They have and basically what they're really what they're putting this to the Supreme Court for, okay, is not the evidence, but because all the courts are throwing it out and they're throwing it out without even looking at it. And they're saying, this is a direct violation of our constitutional rights. And so this means 
that the Supreme Court might actually hear this case because the lower courts are violating their constitutional rights to actually hear the legal case. And that's what they're arguing, which is smart. So this could be interesting. Yeah, this could go through and hear some. uh, Yep. This could definitely go through and we could really see the this whole election fraud case be heard in front of the Supreme Court. Took long enough. Yep. Meta's profits plunge more than 50% as ad revenue dwindles because nobody uses Facebook. <laughs> nobody does. And I think the lid's about to be blowing off all these mainstream companies, fake news, Facebook, all these things, man. They're not, I don't yep. know if any, a lot of them are going to make it. I'm honestly. That's right. Uh, Elon's been really active. He uh, let that sink in today, which is pretty cool because it correlated with a Q post. So that was kind of interesting. Wait, it did? Yeah, it was. Um, I, I posted it earlier. Um, it was QPO 621. Nobody is sleeping tonight. Let that sink in. And so it's interesting because he put entering Twitter HQ, Q dash, let that sink in. No, dude. No. Yeah. What? I don't know. It's kind of weird. We got to wonder if they're like all involved in this somehow. <laughs> um, we got we got a lot of news here, and, and there's a lot of stuff here. I think what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, the same thing we kind of been talking about the last week. We're going to continue on that narrative. Um, people are waking up, man. People are waking up globally. This is this is happening. It's real. The world is waking up. Things are happening. Okay. Um, one thing I wanted to talk about, someone sent me a video today of Stu Peters and Dr. Artist talking. Oh, yeah. um, now, Dr. Artist, we've had him on the show, a uh, friend of mine. Um, I need to have him back and discuss this with him. Now, he was talking about the hallucinations that people look into the right and kind of having the seizures. And he was saying yes. that this is potentially due to snake venom. That is basically how these bioweapons are created, breaking the blood brain barrier. And then hallucinations are one of the primary effects of that venom when it breaks that blood brain barrier. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't disagree with that logic or the science. Although when you look at these people on these videos that are doing the right-hand turn, there is something very, very specific about them. Number one, snake venom causing you to hallucinate is going to cause each person to hallucinate differently. Okay. Right. So some people might look to the left, some people might look down, some people not look at all, some people might be like just flailing their arms, right? They're not all going to have the same symptomatic urges. The symptoms that we saw specifically with those people were the same ones from the Travis Scott cancer. I'm telling you right now, if you got if you got hit with a direct beam of electromagnetic energy concentrated Immediately, what would happen as that hits your brain and begins interacting with your neurons is it's going to produce mass hallucination. Okay? And it's going to produce mass hallucination in the direction of the directed beam. Yeah. Right? And so, do you know 85% of all people globally, do you know what handed they are? They're right-handed. And what are those people all looking at? The left. Right side. They all turn uh, to the right. Okay. Yep. They're all turning um, to the right. Hmm. You know, I don't know, but seems like sound logic to me. Right.
So I, I'm saying that this is an electromagnetic wave. Now, Havana syndrome, right? We've heard of Havana, uh, Havana syndrome, right? Yeah. This is utilizing microwave energy to basically induce various types of hallucinations and these types of things in people, sickness. Sicknesses, yeah. That's right. Um, have you ever heard of people who are in um, houses that are close to power lines and yeah. how they always see ghosts and spirits and these types of things? Oh, wow. No, I haven't heard this yeah. connection. It's but hallucinations. I, do know, I know the connection of the 5G towers and people getting COVID. Yep. But what I'm trying to say is, is that I think that there's a deeper connection here Mm. to the technological aspect of what the vaccines actually are. Mm. We had this discussion a little bit last night on the Q and A. Yeah, but I think there's yeah, I think there's a deep ingrained electromagnetic connection to the vaccines uh, of what is really happening here. Could be. do you hear the Pope warned against uh, priests and nuns' temptations against pornography? Yeah, it was really weird. I read an article on that. Yeah, I did not like that. I was like, "What the hell?" He's like, so, "I'm not. I'm not talking about you know just the illegal stuff. I'm talking about all of it." It's like, dude, he mentioned like pedophilia and stuff. Yeah. It's like what? I the mean, f- listen, the Vatican needs to be disassembled and just completely annihilated. Yeah. yeah. And if you're a Catholic and you disagree with me on that, we should talk. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, do you know, uh, Romeo? So did you know that there are 21 popes in history came from mm. two families? I didn't know this. Check it out. Mm. 21 of the popes. Mm-hmm. I think they're mainly the Pope innocents came from two families. Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet was actually written about this because they were warring families within Italy. Really? Yep. I need to read Shakespeare again. Well, it was a metaphor, an allegory for the two mm-hmm. families that had fought for power. No, I get that. It's within just, the, the Jesuit orders. It's interesting to go back and look at different writings and movies and things with a new mind of Medici. everything I know now. Iowa farmers face loss of their property. The United Nations Agenda 2030 inspired carbon pipelines. This looks interesting. And uh, we have Ted and Kimberly Junker have been farming in Iowa for more than 30 years. Now a private company called Navigator CO2 wants to install a pipeline across Iowa. And they're planning to take the property from farmers like the Junkers to do so. The issue impacts not just these farmers, but every American who owns private property and who relies on our nation's agricultural products in their daily life. The Junkers encourage everyone to post comments with the Iowa Utilities Board um, about this. And so this is interesting. So actually, we were talking about this a little bit last night. So this is called eminent domain. Now, the reason that they have eminent domain is because you pay property tax. Not only that, it's because you don't own your land. Period. Yeah. And so if you live in Texas and you own land, if you don't own the mineral rights and you pay taxes on that land, you don't own it. Um, If you go to the Federal Reserve um, Act, if you go to the United States Code, Chapter 12, United States Code, what you come to find out is that you actually don't own anything in this country. If you have a mortgage on your house, the Federal Reserve holds a lien on that mortgage. It can take that mortgage, call it in, 
or even take that property at any point in time that they want. That mortgage is leaned against for the debt of the United States of America. Congress can enact a protocol to take away all of the houses in the United States of America back into their possession and sell them off because they need to pay debt. Same thing goes to property. If you own property, let's say you own five acres. If you don't own that outright cash yeah. and it's not in a trust, which is considered a 501, a 503 or a 504 or one of those that are non-taxable, mm -hmm. you don't own it. Fascinating. So there's nothing they could do. Um, what they can do is they can come and fight this in the sense that the land and the property is more um, um, dire in the current situation against what the pipeline is presenting, which would give them eminent domain authority over the land continuing to be farmland. Hmm. That's actually Clever. a good strategy. Yeah. Um, oh, coffee notes. There we go. I had all this up earlier. Federal officials who, uh, who, who, the federal officials who worked on COVID, oh, the, the notes don't work. It's okay. It's okay. The federal officials who worked on COVID outbreak dumped stocks ahead of the market collapse of the pandemic. Oh, well, that's interesting, huh? That everybody who got the insider information that COVID was coming went and dumped all these stocks before the stock market collapsed. Should be illegal, don't you think? Absolutely, and it is, but of course the law is not being upheld. Oh, there we go. I see it. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, uh, it seems that federal officials who worked in the pandemic were first getting word of some new virus spreading across the globe after originating in China. They dumped stocks ahead of the Wall Street slamming economic shutdown. We actually knew about this. We did, uh, real time. Right. We knew about this in real time because one of those people was uh, the Georgia senator right who was appointed by Kemp and her husband is the chairman of the New York Stock Exchange <laughs> and they're just shortening options and yeah. making millions and the she was a republican yeah the transfer of wealth was in full swing and we we're just sitting here talking about it let everybody know but here's the mainstream's finally posting more truth catching up yep Fetterman flipped on fracking did you see that shit <laughs> of course. Oh, yeah. No, I've always been for fracking. But, but, sir, you have a quote right here from two years ago where you're against fracking. I've always been for fracking. <laughs> because fracking, fracking, fracking. He's terrible, man. Yeah. I can't believe this stuff. Well, here we go. Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania Democrats officially mailed out 240,000 ballots to unverified voters. It's now at 255,000 unverified ballots. 15 Republican state representatives sent a letter to Acting Secretary of Commonwealth Lee Chapman after they discovered over 255,000 illicit ballots that were sent out to the state prior to the 2022 midterm elections. Deputy Secretary Jonathan Marks testified in September before the Pennsylvania House that counties are responsible to verify voter ID when a completed mail ballot arrived um, to the county. The counties argued that this was nonsense. The ID must be verified before the ballot is even sent out. According to Pennsylvania law, these ballots must now be set aside. They can't be counted in the November 8th election until the voter produces an identification. You can bet that very few of these counties will be able to set these ballots aside because that's how Democrats cheat. Interesting. Yeah. 
These are their these are the ones. There is that how many illegal votes they need <laughs> to win? Well, that's what they didn't uh during that's what they tried to do during uh 2020. Mm-hmm. I love this one. You know, uh, a new poll is showing that Americans believe the media is the real threat to freedom, and I agree with that. Yeah. A Gallup that's... poll highlights that just 34% have trust in the mass media to report the news fully, accurately, and fairly. A figure that is only two points higher than the all-time record low recorded in 2016. Just 7% of Americans have a great deal of trust and confidence in the media, according to the survey. Notably, this is the first time that a percentage of Americans with no trust at all in the media is higher than the percentage with a great deal and fair amount combined. Mm-hmm. Proof of the Great Awakening. That's right. Absolute proof of the Great Awakening. Absolute proof that we are making a difference and we're making an impact here. And that this war, this war that is going on, this information war, is being won. That we are making long strides. Yeah, otherwise it would be going the other direction. More people trust the government. More people trust the news. The mainstream. But no, we're definitely not seeing that. This is an InfoWars message here too. But this is something we talked about a little bit. U.S. citizens were tracked via secret COVID decree violation scores. Mm-hmm. And so we talked about this the other day, PredictWise using the geofencing and targeting location data. But what they were also using within this was, remember the COVID-19 tracking on the phones that you had to download? Yeah, the contact tracing yep, apps. Contract tracing, there you go. They were using contact tracing in relation to this data to track people. Yeah, and giving you private scores. Mm-hmm. Creeps. Uh, World Economics Forum is spreading misinformation and re- uh, refuses to open scientific debate pertaining to climate change. Because they're damn liars. Yeah. They pub- In August, they published an op-ed pushing the artificial intelligence to manage online harms and disinformation which sparks social media fear. In fact, the WHF is a purveyor of climate change misinformation itself and should engage in open scientific debate with Clintel on the fact that there is no climate emergency, Friends of Science stated in a press release. And, you know, this is interesting because I've talked about this a lot as well, that the numbers are being highly manipulated pertaining to carbon dioxide levels. And what they're measuring is surface level carbon dioxide levels, which have no effect whatsoever on warming of the planet or the actual cyclic nature of our climate. But instead, it's atmospheric carbon dioxide, of which have not risen at all in the 100 years of monitoring. I agree, man. And I need to pull that up because I want to see exactly what they're citing. I want to dig into Mm -hmm. any science that they've provided, if they have provided any. Oftentimes, they don't provide any science in these articles because it's bogus and when they do you can pick it apart so i'm gonna have to do some research on that and everybody calm down jerry lee lewis is not dead thank god i I saw that just can't trust anything on the internet thought the vaccine took another um vladimir putin came out today though did you see what he uh started talking about putin yeah putin does did he brag about how much gas he has or something what happened? Uh, he came out and said that uh, we are going to de-Satanize, we're going to do the de-Satanization of the Ukraine. Wow. 
The episode, mm-hmm. Alesky Pavlov, Assistant Secretary of the Secretary, uh, Security Council of the Russian Federation, is now calling for the desatanization of Ukraine, <laughs> seeing that there were hundreds of sects in the country where citizens have abandoned Orthodox views. I believe that with the continuation of the special military operation, it becomes more and more urgent to carry out the desatanization of Ukraine, Pavlov said, using internet manipulations, psychotechnologies. What? Psycho, psycho, the, the new regime turned Ukraine from a sovereign state to a totalitarian hypersect. He, he says psychotechnologies. The Russian okay. politician added that in Ukraine, there are hundreds of sects sharpened for a specific goal and flock. Pavlov said he's particularly concerned about the Church of Satan, which allegedly spread across Ukraine and is one of the officially registered religions in the United States. Pavlov said he sees a manifestation of Satanism and calls kills to kill up and says that it's calling to kill Russians and that these are unwelcome at the state level. He said that Kiev is government is forcing citizens to abandon, abandon Orthodox views and is working to reformat the minds of Ukrainian citizens to force them to abandon century-old traditions and ban true values of the Orthodox faith, Islam, and Judaism carry. That's wild. So he's basically calling out the brainwashing, saying he's going to fix it. Hmm. Well, yeah, this is uh, Alesky Pavlov, uh, a Russian um, security member of the Security Council, but... Hmm directly associated with Vladimir Putin. Vladimir Putin has came out and said, what? That we're going to denazify Russia. And Satan is reigning over that. And this is interesting how they say, using internet manipulation and psychotechnologies, the new regime turned Ukraine from a sovereign state to a totalitarian hypersect. Now, this obviously happened after 2014 and probably is the result of what? The United States of America's influence within those areas i'm going to go ahead and touch on this we're going to go over here we do have uh you know there are ways for you guys to support us and much appreciated for everybody that does support us we call it the battle of the streams this is on rumble d live and uh pilled uh hefsky 17 dollars on rumble thank you so much hefsky elon carrying the sink at twatter today makes me think he is more of a white hat than gray Time will tell, but what do you say? I say you're right. I think that uh, Elon Musk is one of those people that sits at that board that we've always talked about of the global elite, the multi-headed hydra, who's against depopulation, who's against the globalist agenda, the totalitarian agenda. Gizmo7 just donated three lemons. Three lemons. Thank you so much, Grizmo. Uh, RMUAFC2 gifted a cookie. Thank you, gentlemen, for everything you do. Thank you so much, RMU. You're appreciated. Me, Brenda, donated one diamond. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Low clearance. Two dollars on Rumble. Betterman says Hulk smash. I think the Hulk smashed his neck. There's something growing on that damn thing. Thank you so much, Luke <laughs> Um, Me, Brenda, also donated a Ninja Gini. Thank you so much, me, Brenda. Long time just donated four ice creams. And X Grits X donated three ice creams. Thank you so much, guys, for all the donations tonight. You guys are absolutely awesome. Um, I was looking up psychotechnology. I'm like, what the hell is psychotechnology? It's controlling the mind. Well, I know that. It's technology oh. that controls the mind. I know that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, I can take the two words and understand them. But I was like wondering like, what bet. kind of technology. Right? <laughs> right. I want details. I think it's the same way that they do it in the U.S. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. NLP. So, this media. is going to be interesting. In yeah. September, an Israeli health researcher and health journalist 
Dr. Yaffa Shiraz released shocking new information about her findings and exposed Israel's cover-ups in reporting the adverse events related to the COVID-19 vaccinations. The Israeli Ministry of Health discovered major safety issues with COVID vaccines and hid that information from, public, uh, from the public intentionally. The MOH distorted the findings of the experts. Dr. Yaffa took to Twitter to expose the leaked video where Professor Madi Berkowitz, head of research and team appointed by the Israeli Ministry of Health to examine the safety of the COVID-19 vaccine, was caught lying and manipulating an expert report on adverse events. Here we'll have to really think medical legal. Why medical legal? Because for quite a few adverse events, we said, okay, it exists and there is a report, but still get vaccinated. I mean, we have to think about how to write it and how to present it correctly. So this will not yield lawsuits later. Wait, 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 wait. You said everything will pass and you can get vaccinated. And now look what happened to me. This phenomenon continues. And this is an expert from these, these memos. A recent study in Israel revealed more than 25% in calls in Israel's National Emergency Medical Services concerning emergency cardiovascular events in the 16 to 39 age group during the COVID-19 vaccine rollout. The study analyzed all calls related to the cardiac arrest and acute coronary syndrome events from January 1st, 2019 to June 20th, 2021. The researchers stated in their abstract, while not establishing casual relationships, the findings raise concerns regarding vaccine-induced undetected severe cardiovascular side effects and underscore the already established casual relationship between vaccines and myocarditis, a frequent cause of unexpected cardiac arrest in young adults. Now the Jerusalem District Court has ordered the Israeli Minister of Health to disclose the vaccination status of the people who died during the pandemic in response Good. to a Freedom of Information Act request from a citizen. The Ministry of Health has until mid-November to provide total mortality for any reason, including COVID-19, noting the vaccination status of the deceased, the vaccine doses and recoveries, dated about child mortality from COVID-19, noting whether the deceased did or did not have comorbidities, COVID-19 mortality with the data segmented by comorbidities and according to the vaccination study. Boom. That's huge. If we have that data, okay, when we get this data, we will know conclusively how bad this really is. Absolutely. This is this is going to be good data. Um, hopefully they go It's going to be sad it. data, right? But it's going to be good to see because it's going to help us understand how severe this really is and how many people really are dying. Yeah. Wow. So that's uh, in about, you said. Uh, yeah, less than 30 days away, we'll have that information. Wow. wow. Great. All right. So, you know, everything's happening here for a reason. The world is. Oh, I got to turn that one off. Shit. It went over. That's why you hit that off. There. Sorry, Roku. <laughs> um, everything's happening right now for a reason. The reason this is called zero hour is because everything is culminating to the same point. I've been talking about this for years. I said all these things are going to occur at the same freaking time. That everything is going to culminate at one big epic, and that's going to be the precipice. We yeah. are now at zero hour. You know, we talked about the firestorm event. It is well underway. And we are at zero hour. And I don't mean in the next hour something's going to happen. But what I do mean is that in the coming days, weeks, and months, this is all going to unfold and happen. It's going to come down hard, man. Yep. But hey, guys, 
I appreciate you guys watching the Red Pill Project, everything that we do here. If you guys could, please subscribe to wherever you're watching, as well as go to redpills.tv and subscribe over there. Sorry for the short show tonight. I do got to get my kids to bed, and we are usually delayed just a little bit on that one Wednesday, last Wednesday of the month. Um, but much love and respect to all of you guys out there. I hope you guys all have a fantastic evening. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow for another episode of the Red Pill Project Daily Dose, as well as the Dark Delight Show in the morning. We're going to be starting streaming here very, very shortly. I just got to get it set up technologically, as well as the morning coffee that'll be on in the morning. And then Friday night, uh, no guests Friday night, but we're going to see what we can do. I I have to talk to a few people and see what we can do on Friday night. But uh, okay. much love, respect. God bless you guys. All of you guys take care. Have a great night. We'll see you tomorrow.